Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, we have Vance. Hi, Vance. Good evening. Good evening to you. We have Todd. Hi, Todd. Hello. I'm here. Very, go. very good. All right. This show is brought to you by the Oxit app. Oxit is a group chat room app. It's optimized for communities that share a common interest in who buy and sell specialized related specialized items related to those interests. Imagine if you could combine the things you'd love about connecting on Facebook groups and the peer-to-peer selling features of eBay in one app. Well, that's Oxit. Oxit is the best platform for passion-based communities that want to both interact and transact online. The community, the Muskie Exchange, will be the best mobile app to connect with other Muskie fanatics to discuss all things Muskie and have access to various limited-release Muskie tackle. Oxit will be having a great promo, promos, giveaways, and special deals on products from all the leading Muskie tackle makers, as well <clears throat> as a thank you to this new community forming. Oxit is in its beta pre-launch phase, which means you can help shape and build the app with your feedback and make the Muskie Exchange exactly what you want it to be. Oxit can be downloaded from the Apple or Android app stores. Please find and join the Muskie Exchange after you create your own profile. You can find out more at www.auxxit.com. I've been playing around with that personally myself. Um, it's, the community is growing and uh, some, some really cool things are happening. So if, if you're all interested in it, hop on, make your profile, and uh, get up on there, and you know I'm seeing some stuff going up for sale, some uh, chit chat back and forth, some photos being exchanged. It's really cool. So it's in its infancy. We're spreading the word. Get on there and help shape it, and uh, make it a great place to, you know, frequent. All right. Yeah, and we saw some people uh, tag us saying they were signing up for that. We appreciate that. We see that, and uh, just big thanks to those people that uh, deliberately let us know that they're reaching out and supporting our sponsors. Good point. We love to see that. So aside from that, let's go to fat AZ musky products, fat AZ That is the website. All it has right now is rod holders that are in stock. And we have a fair amount of rod holders here and we're going to be prepping here. Show season is right upon us. We're going to be getting everything all polished up and nice and assembled and getting ready to go, answering any questions that people have. Um, if you can't reach us at one of the shows that we are vending at, you can always reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram or on the website. I have contact information uh, on the website, and you can just message us uh, through the uh, social media. Bates, we're working. We're working hard. We're getting there. Stuff is going to be popping up here soon. The big orders, which I've been talking about, they are both shipped. And I'm going to drop the contest right now. So if you listened last week, I alluded to a contest. I'm not sure what I'm going to give away yet. It's probably going to be a Raptor, 8-inch Raptor, soft tail, or a regular Raptor. But what we're looking for is Team check. I don't think I have a Belichick that hasn't been worn. 
Okay, but a used one that could oh, be just... used Belichick would be even better. Okay, so if oh, someone no wants a Belichick, go for big that money. Literally, <laughs> has been worn. Is the sweat stain on the neck. I mean, I mean, oh, I wow. wash them halfway frequently, but <laughs> I mean, I have some Somebody really. Somebody gets one of that, you got to get it appraised, and then you got to get yeah, insurance on it if you give one of those away, Andy. Do you want me to sign, sign it? it? You should definitely sign it. Often, you have to go and do that in front of a. That's. I need a witness figure. on that. Yeah, you'll need to go get that stamp witness so they know wow. it's the real deal. Yeah, you have to go to a notary. I okay. spoke too soon. Okay, mm-hmm. well, let's let's it's do this. Get very involved, Vance. We'll have to hold that off. If someone mm-hmm. wants a, a pre <laughs> pre worn shirt of mine, that can be an option to the winner of this contest. So, um, to try to make this, you know, easy, I would like to have people message us through Facebook or Instagram. Now there's going to be a lag between those Vance watches Instagram more than I do. And I think that we're about the same on Facebook. So here's the contest. This is the order that was shipped to team Rhino was the biggest order we've ever shipped in terms of volume of baits. Um, there were 250 baits shipped to Wisconsin I'm looking for, and I measured this out to the hundredth of a pound. How many pounds in baits, not the package weight, the baits that were in their little baggy sleeves ready to sell, not with the box and all the other crap that goes with it. I know how much those 250 baits weighed. You have one answer. You can only enter one time. To the hundredth of a pound, that is two decimal places. What my scale read. So that's the thing. I need to know a weight. And should someone guess it on the nose, which would be extremely impressive. Um I mean, I, I guess I I guess I gotta go with this, like the closest to the weight. I mean, if you guys hit it on the nose, um, that'd be impressive. But as soon as we get a right answer, it is Guessing's closed. And the winner's probably going to get an 8-inch Raptor or a sweatshirt. It's up to them. Uh, this sweatshirt, again, Frame. is not new. Um, there's paint stains. There's <laughs> grease stains. Uh, there's fading. Framed. I'm not framing one of my shirts. I'm going to go down to the framing <laughs> gallery right here in town and be like, hey, can you put this like really nasty shirt in this frame? And they're going to look at me really funny. And then I'll have like... Yeah. You know, two hundred bucks in framing this shirt. That's worth. This essentially, <laughs> this essentially is like from grade school, though. Like when you would have a jar in front of you with Skittles, and then you would have to guess how many Skittles were in it, and you would win the jar of Skittles. I'm not giving two hundred and fifty baits away. I no, but that's <laughs> that is it's yeah. comparable to what this is. Also comparable to like. Price is right. One cent, Bob. Something like that. Yeah. It's exciting. It's exciting. And I have the weight here. And then I really want to talk about the amount of stressing I went through about getting all of this out the door. But I can't talk about it now. So we I know will... all about it. I don't want to hear about it again. Okay. <laughs> so... It was a chore. 
Anyways, regardless, <laughs> Facebook what, or Instagram. It because it was so heavy? I mean, it, it, it for some people Maybe. it's heavy, but for, for a guy like me, it wasn't. Oh, uh, wow. So look at that. I'm really throwing everyone <laughs> for a loop. Yeah, they do a pickup at your door. You have something sitting on, like, in the back of the pickup truck. Here. <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish I could I wish I could say more because this would be a great time to talk about it. However, it's not for contest purposes. Okay. Okay. How how long does no? Did we clarify how long they have to guess? I'm gonna probably say by the next show. By the next show, and okay, there's no guaranteeing we're gonna podcast on a Thursday night. It could be a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. We're gonna just end it. Right before we record next, I know it's not terribly official, but it's for a it's for a bait, so it's fun. Mm-hmm. Good. So this rewards to the people who are halfway diligent at keeping up. So good. Facebook or Instagram, no other. Don't text me. Don't email me. That's the rules. Person closest hundredth of a pound. So, anyways. That is that. Oh, yeah. So Team Rhino should have those things. He should be getting that box. He should have that box, I would hope. And uh, Musky Tackle Online, he's had his for a little bit now. Check him out there because I literally have a couple. So, and I'm giving one away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be giving our own personal. Yeah, it's, out here shortly. yeah, it's like well done. It's like my hand has ten fingers and I'm giving one away. That, that's what this is oh. like. So I'm, I'm cutting off a finger. Uh, It'll change shortly. Good idea. Hopefully. <laughs> Anyways, all right, I'm done talking. Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. MCFishingGuides.com. Get hold of us, Vance, and I will be starting up. Not uh, till like the 30th of May this year. Last Saturday in May, we're gonna have a very little May fishing. But uh, we're going all the way through November, all season long up there at Chautauqua Lake. Uh, we'll do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish. Uh, days are bo- Every day we're booking trips. So if you know when you're coming or if you – man, I don't even know if we got any full moon, <laughs> full moon, new moons left. I have some people that keep asking, what about this one, what about this one? And, uh, but we can still get you in that general area. Uh, around those full and new moons if you want to come so but yeah get a hold of us we get them all season it doesn't have to be a moon phase uh we can uh also do some trips early season i got a couple guys that are going to go fishing with me here in pennsylvania in uh may early may there so i'll be doing a little bit of stuff there but really gearing up for chautauqua and sort of moving up there come may 30th next year or so Looking forward to 2020. See what it brings. Get a hold of us. Get a hold of us, that's for sure. I mean, I got crushed in the holidays with uh, rebooks from previous clients. Uh, mm-hmm. Days of Christmas Day, New Year's Day, New Year's Day, yeah. all that stuff. So, so everybody get a hold of us if you want to get out there. There is one of the full moons open. The full moon uh, hits a little weird this year. Um unfortunately in july which is one of our most productive months i think the full moon is on like the fifth yeah they're all early because october has two Mm -hmm. 
Oh my! October has one on like the first or second, and then there's one on like the thirtieth, thirty first. Yeah, which is which, a, that's that's a rarity, which is cool. Which is cool, yeah, but it's, it, cool. it's also it's also a leap year coming up, I believe. Yeah, it is, yeah. and I'm stressing about that late October moon already. But go ahead. Why the late October oh, for, yeah. for hunting? Uh, I'm sure. Hopefully, I'm gonna. Well, but anyways, go ahead. Okay, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we digress in hunting, but that uh, <laughs> that. Fourth of July is a full moon. That essentially, um, yeah, on the fifth there. Mm-hmm. And uh, not saying anything about you, know, you guys, anybody that listens, and anybody that fishes an inland lake knows about the Fourth of July holiday. Um, I have that open. I know that that's a full moon. But when people ask about it, like, do you have any full moons open? And <laughs> I've said no. Yeah, but yeah, you don't, don't want it. Really <laughs> yeah, you I'm don't like, want it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I, I want to give you a better day than that. I, I mean, obviously, it's the full moon, but and we always say weather. The 4th is on what? The uh, the 4th is on a Friday? Yep. Yeah, see, that'll be a... That'll be the most insane weekends you can... Yeah, uh, Wait, that's the, as the insane fourth, it gets in. The fourth might be on a Saturday. Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. I think it's. I yeah, think look it up real is, quick. I think the fourth is on a Saturday, and that that moon phase hit a weekend day, so it's either like yeah. Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, okay. Saturday. It's a Saturday. People... It's a Saturday. Okay, okay, so I don't know what I don't know what. I, I don't know. I've always been self-employed. So what happens? Do people get off like Friday because it's on a Saturday? Do you get like? fourth of july or it's just like oh well no day off this year well i know in the hospitals they would just treat it like it's a nice thing you know because mm-hmm. you're not gonna have people calling off around it because it just hits a weekend yeah um yeah so it might be a short-lived one yeah, yeah. which would be super cool but mm-hmm. people do you got your cream puff day falling right on that weekend though so it, it could be a short party hard weekend but the cream puff day is the on the weekend you might have a really good monday it's, regardless yeah, so, if anybody yeah. if anybody books on the moon that day i mean i'm sure we'll we'll get something going but i've said i've deliberately said no and i just want to clarify that we do have that open um if you want to take a chance we'll probably have something good going on there july is a great month but we will be fighting the yeah. voters now that we know vance yeah. is a liar um come on out oh <laughs> <laughs> i lied for for good reason though in people's best interest mm-hmm. yeah it's a joke <laughs> it's not fun it's not fun out there on those weekends. When, when the force is on like a Friday or a Monday and it's nice weather, uh, we've been lucky the last few years because it's been falling on Thursday. So people get Thursday off and it's really not that big of a deal. The weekend is just like any other weekend pretty much because everybody has to go back to work. But man, a lot of people go camping and stuff when it's on a, but you know what, you know what I, I, I do a lot of early season, early, early days, usually over that 4th of July weekend. Cause I'm already, I'm always up there. My, uh, Wife and daughter like coming up. I just tell people, let's do the, uh, you know, I'll start at seven and I want to be off the water by noon, you know, do a half yeah. day. And, and mm-hmm. it, it really isn't that bad when you do it that way. 
No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's crazy later on. And it might be nice if, the you know, it's inkling weather. That's right. You hope for bad weather on the 4th for the Chargers, that's for sure. <laughs> for no, fishing no. guys. No. No. I I, uh, I challenge Andy for 2020 to come up and fish on that day. You are off that week. You should come on up. I challenge you to come out in my boat that week. That's fine. I'd do that. I'd do that on the fifth right now. You want to book it? Walleye charter? Maybe. Oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, go- it's going to be a musky fishing charter. We'll talk after the show. Hmm. 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 Okay. Okay. What kind of rod are you guys using? Uh, we use St. Croix rods uh, on our charters. Big shout out to them for sponsoring Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. And this show, uh, check them out. The Mojo Muskie trolling rods stood the test of time for us uh, this year. Really like them. Um, Todd and I will be putting an order in. I'm sure one or two of them will be one of those. Uh, coming up, great warranty, great customer service, best rods on earth, mostly made in America. Check those out. All fishing categories, ice fishing, up to muskie fishing, fly fishing, all that stuff. Also, if you come out with Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, you'll be fishing out of Ranger Boats. Big shout out to Ranger for sponsoring this show and Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. We guide out of the Angler Series. Uh, we love our anglers. Uh, so nice. I bought it twice, I said. Uh, um, <laughs> if you need a Ranger, a lot of people need Rangers. You know where to check them out. Vic Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. Check them out. Uh, they're gearing up for their show season. Um, on the 27th and 28th, they're going to have an open house in Kent, Ohio. Like I said, so much square footage uh, under a roof, and it's just filled with boats. Bring your kids, bring your f- whole family, wives. What month is that? February. In February, okay. February, yeah. yeah. Uh, check that out. There's some seminars there. We'll be doing one on musky fishing. Uh, a lot of people raise an eyebrow to that because it's more Great Lakes style fishing and bass fishing. Uh, and then you got two uh, musky jamokes up there talking, and uh, that confuses people. But uh, the Ranger series, a lot of people use them for musky fish, fishing, uh, and for good reason. They're they're great boats. Also, check out Vicks for their used inventory and their uh, other boats they hold, which are uh, new for 2020, Triton boats. Um, they just took them on. They're an official dealer for Triton. Uh, it's a little bit more bass-oriented uh, from the research that I've done and talking to, to Victor and Tommy about it. Um, their Triton bass boat uh, that they're, they're coming out with, it, it hits a nice price point, uh, but you can get them all, any type of Triton from them. Um, and you're going to get that that service uh, that people love about Vicks. Starcraft, Star Welds, check them out. Great people, fishermen, set up boats. Keep them in mind. Excellent. And mark your calendars. It's two months away right now. The Muskie Max Plus, March 7th and 8th in Princescape Arena in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. We're going to talk about it for another two months because 
it's a really really nice show. It's family friendly. They have you know they have the whole lineup. They have giveaways. They have speakers. They have vendors that you're probably not going to find anywhere else. It's in a great location. Lee parties do a fantastic job putting it together, and it's by far my favorite show. And you know, it it's just it's it's great all around. So if you can get out there, get out there, and come enjoy the show with us. Stop in, say hi, get some food, and just kick around and relax. It's springtime. It's Pittsburgh, so it feels like it's you know mid June for me. Um, it's great. Um, I'm not. I, I don't know if they're going to have boats there this year, but like last year, they had boats. That was great. They have some. They uh, are. They are going to have boats. Yeah, Vicks will be there. Excellent. So, right there, you can if you can't make it to Vicks Open House, come on down. There'll be a few boats there. You can, you know, talk to Vicks, see if they can set you up with something. Um, it's just. It, it I can't ex- I can't say it enough. It's it's by far my favorite show. So we will have enough Raptors to go around by that time. So I'm swinging this one back to us, and we're gonna have some show specials going on, and we're gonna have some show colors. So keep an eye out for that. Speaking of a show special, we are going to have the Freddie Mercury style Baker bait. Big shout out to him for sponsoring this show and sponsoring Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. We use those baits religiously. Um, if you're into religion, uh, if not, we just use them a lot. And um, they get chewed up like crazy. Uh, so if you want to get yourself a Baker, um, get in line at these shows. I know that Zach's going to be at Ohio. Uh, Pittsburgh and the New York Muskie Expo, which is new this year. Um, but on the Sunday, we are going to do the same thing we did last year. We're going to have about 40 combo packs of the Chautauqua special with the Freddie Mercury uh, pattern Baker bait with the original long lip. We call it the OG long lip. Uh, and that will be packaged with um, I don't even eight know inch raptor, an eight inch raptor in the Freddie Mercury pattern. So the Freddie Mercury. Pattern. The whole point behind this is I've never painted Freddie Mercury ever. So these are going to be like two brand new patterns. I mean, two baits with brand new patterns on them. Nobody really has this combo. So it will be they'll be packaged together. It is the deal that is one of our little specials we're having. So. We'll talk more about it, you know, in a few more weeks. Sunday only. Yep. You can only grab them at the AZ Muddy Creek booth. Exactly. All right. I think we got them all. I think we did. 23 minutes into this show. Oh, we talked yeah. about other stuff. I know. <laughs> we did, didn't we? All right. This is a cool show, though. Happy New Year to everyone. Yes. yes. For sure. 2020. 19 was a great year. A lot of fun. I think every year is a great year. Every day is a blessing. But this is going to be fun. We've never done this, and we've been doing this for like five years now. Yeah. And, well, honest, on, well, 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 then we just changing you, year. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't. So the topic of this show is completely different. Andy, you speak better. Take it away. All right. So. We, we put we put our brains together. We came up with 
what are we going to do this show on? We we kind of we didn't know when to drop drop this show, so we just waited for the first of the year. And this is going to be like let's look back and reflect on some of our shiniest moments of the last decade. Not the last year, but the last decade. So we can reach way back. Yes. It's so, been fun. There's been lots of that on uh, something on TV, like uh, with the sports like, center was doing the best plays of the decade. You know, there was there, there was lots of that going on over the weekend. Oh, uh, that's so that's so much. They were fun to watch. watch too. Yeah, because everybody has their own opinion on it. Yeah, and that you know mo- a lot of the big ones I watched. You know, I saw them. Like, oh yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> I didn't Listen. know which year it was or yeah. Most memorable plays, most mm-hmm. memorable mm-hmm. Uh, in in all of sports, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like think of think of so many of them. Oh my yeah, gosh. So we're so we're gonna do this with outdoors. Outdoor sports. Uh, outdoor sports, fishing and hunting. I got a little bit of both. Yeah. So the neat thing is is because we've done this for five years now. We could just say that for round numbers. So half of this decade we weren't even broadcasting some of the stuff that we were doing. And, you know, we, we kind of have a list, a loose list of five that, you know, we're not putting in a particular order, but just nice points of, you know, to reflect upon. And, you know, it, I'm going to say like mine are not single moments in time. Mine are events. Some of them that take a long time to go through. Some of them might take a few hours. So, I mean, I, I don't know how you guys want. Do we want to just go around? Do we want to just pound we're, through we're a list? Get, I think we go we go table and around here, and we go mm-hmm. five to five to five to five, four, 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 three, 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 one, one, one. Okay. So your fifth best memory of the decade, mine, Todd's, et cetera, et cetera. We do it that way. That'll keep it, keep it going. I got to start assigning numbers. Essentially, this is table and around our mm-hmm. top five outdoor moments of the decade. And people can, you know, you can do this yourself, too. You can reflect on and think of it. Uh, everybody has them. I, it was really easy for me to find a top five because I was like, what do I remember best? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's what kind of sparked this idea and this is going to be exciting uh to talk about and it's, it's it's difficult to talk about because there's so many i mean you're talking 10 years 10 years 10 times 365 andy 10 is 3650 thank you that's how many days <laughs> mm-hmm. but then there's also <laughs> like three two a guaranteed two leap years in there, so there's okay. 52. You're getting really crazy here. I know. I, I just, I, <laughs> I'm going to do mine in 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 order. I, I don't. I, I can't really place mine in uh, the top. Oh. I I was thinking that too. Uh, just because so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to 2000, like start back. Okay. I could. Right. I, I, I I I could do them. I could pick which ones. I mean, I could pick them. I mean, if that's that's the idea of the show. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> to pick your top, five the top. Five. Yeah, I mean, I got I got my five. Go, go to one. Okay. 
that's sort of our chronological and order. But we um, we're gonna have to understand that I have a feeling there's gonna be at least one that overlaps, and uh, I don't know. We'll handle it as it goes. All right, who wants to go first? I really want to get into like a sports debate. Okay, so let's of, let's talk about the Vikings. Stuff, but I'm not gonna, the top I'm not gonna two plays that. of the Vikings. The, the nice thing about sports <laughs> is in outdoor activities, there's nothing else brought into it, you know, religion, politics, all that stupid stuff. You can go to these sports to break away, whether it's competitive on the field stuff or if you're out in a boat or on a bank or in a tree stand, something like that. That's what's beautiful about this stuff. You can just let your memory take you. Uh, which is lovely, but I can, I can, I can hit it off. With, I want to, I want to just clarify that we're going to go from five down to one and go okay. <laughs> and switch okay. around. I just yep. got done so, saying no particular order. It's okay. It's no all particular good. order. <laughs> okay. Five, five to one. So I'm going to put what I would consider my number one highlight. You're going to do that one last. That's my last one. Okay. Last. I'm going to do that last. Okay. 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 We'll do this. All right. I'm going to go first mm-hmm. with Let's number, hear. number five. All right, number five. We have 15 to get through, so, yeah. And we have a half hour to do it. Well, my my fifth (laughs) best memory of the previous decade was catching my first 50-inch fish, uh, which happened on July 1st of 10. Um, And that, we we know this story. It happened. We told it on, on the podcast. Um, I can remember it like it was yesterday, but this is what started my obsession, turned into a profession. Um, and I was fresh out of a great degree. And I knew when that fish was released that I was absolutely obsessed and it would change my life forever. And it did. <laughs> this is a fish, a time that I went out with my uncle and he had a bigger boat. It was a 16-foot killer with a 60-horsepower motor on it. Um, and it was my father, my uncle, who I – it's his good friend, so I just called him uncle growing up. Uh, so my dad's good friend, who I called uncle, and myself. And we went out casting, and we were off at DeWittville Point. And I was using my blood uncle's gear because he knows it all. This is the guy that backed his boat in off of a break wall. And he kinked the trailer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I took a cast with that thing with this big, like, suic. And ping, the line just broke as soon as I, as soon as I let that, let that thing rip. And (laughs) we were like, Took it all the way down, you know. It was like half of a spool, you know. And I was using a uh, round reel at this time, so I'm not picking up a lot of line um, when I'm when I'm cranking. But then we put on a on a, on a reef hog style bait, and uh, within two casts from that, my dad's casting out the back. He gets this big follow uh, on some type of a super shad style bait, and um, that fish leaves in the next cast, uh, back in that same direction. Boom. I hook into this, this giant fish, 
Um, and it stayed down. And I just kept remember seeing my forearm all pumped up and I'm using this really crappy gear from this guy that my uncle who told me that, you know, had the top of the line and he taught me everything. And I'm just like, please, 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 please stay on. Oh God, please stay on. Cause I'm thinking that the line just snapped and we get this fish in the bag and it was a 52 inch casting fish and Chautauqua Lake changed my life forever. I will remember that forever to the grave. Unbelievable. It's great. It was destiny. Destiny. Yes. The cards were against me with us. <laughs> yeah. That's set up. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go back. I'll do my number five, which also happened. My number five happened back uh, 2010 also. And this is a hunting one. Mike, we, we talk about hunting too on the show a little bit. And yeah, that was a year after my grandpa passed away. And uh, first day of rifle, put a stand up. The, the year before, I put a stand up in an area that he and I have been hunting. Either he or I have probably been sitting in that same little valley since he bought the house there. And he bought that when I was like one year old. So like 1970, he bought that house. And uh, one of, somebody from the family's always been sitting there. But we never had a tree stand up. <clears throat> and I always wanted to put one just because, but we moved around a little bit, you know, whether, you know, we'd get sick one spot and then you'd just sort of sit somewhere else. But I put a tree stand up and this was a year after he was gone. I went down, got in the stand, uh, about eight o'clock. I hear some deer running up on top of the hill, uh, chasing. It's not like they were chasing, like these were not getting pushed. Here comes a, you know, like two does. One of them definitely was in heat two does there's a buck behind it a small buck a little like a four point next buck comes it's like a seven point so it's legal we have a point restriction and and i pull up and this thing is comes right beneath my stand i mean i could have had it with i could have had it with a cement block i wouldn't even have needed a bow and arrow i could have dropped it on it but it was first thing in the morning and I, usually i didn't i didn't usually pa- i mean when i archery hunted i did a lot of passing you know wait for the big one some years i didn't even shoot any you know but in rifle season, a lot of times, I was like, okay, I see a legal buck. I'm going to take it. But for some reason, I let that one run with these does. They came down past went down over the hill, and maybe two or three minutes went by, and I was already wondering, man, I hope I don't regret that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I looked up right where those deer came from, and I see this deer with its head down coming, sniffing the ground, coming right down to me. And he stops, and he puts his head up, just a perfect eight point like 15 15 and a half 16 inch spread not my biggest buck by any means but it was just like a perfect buck and he came down it was it's, it's my favorite buck i ever got and he came down he's walking down right towards me but instead of coming where there's other one he sort of was sniffing for that doe you know and he turned ended up turning broadside at like 40 yards and boom i hammered him and uh it just that's my that's my favorite buck that I ever got. Like I said, not by it's in my top ten, <laughs> but it's not. But mm-hmm. just because of the way it happened, Pap was gone, and I got that deer. And uh, uh, after passing that other one, and yeah, that, that was just one of that's a hunting memory I always have. The year after he was gone. Do you, th- do you think there's a lot of people that will say, you know, like at 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 you know, whatever, sometime in the woods or sometime at a funeral, you know, Hey, when you're looking down, send a big buck my way. Do you think that was something to do with your grandfather? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I, I probably think the other way. My grandpa was always like, he he got a buck every year going back into when like for, well, most every year. A lot he got him all the time. He got to hunt a lot. And he spent a lot of time doing it, but uh, he was also not into the passing. You know, it's like buck season. I guess when I see my legal buck, I'm going to shoot it. You know, that's just the way it was back then. He had a little bit harder time when I put the point restriction on because all of a sudden you had an 85 year old man that never counted points before and he's trying to count these points, you know? So he would have probably said, you, why do you should, why, why would you, like if I would have not got that buck and went down there, it's like, I had a seven point come right by me. He's like, what happened? You know, <laughs> why, why aren't we skinning it right now? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was just a neat, it, it was a, it was, a, it, was, it was my favorite buck. Very nice. Yeah. All right. I was trying to think, and I was cram cram session. So I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna try to keep mine mostly fishing related, just because I think the list gets really long when I start. Uh, you know, in the last ten years, all the stuff that I feel I've personally accomplished. So I'm gonna put breaking my oh, wow, Mister Accomplishment here. <laughs> Okay, I pass. I, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, the, your last phrase is just, you set yourself up for that. I set myself up for my personal accomplishments, <laughs> Mr. Mean Guy. No, you were just like, you, you, how it came off was like, I've accomplished so much. I think I have. I mean, I'm allowed to look back and say that I think I've done a lot. I've come a long yeah, way. Ten years, okay. that's a quarter of your guys' life. That's it's more. A, it was it it was a joke. Less, you have, more, you more haven't yeah. you I, haven't accomplished sarcasm yet. Continue. <laughs> no, I'm actually the master at it, but I wanted to try yeah. to make you feel bad. <laughs> okay, let's go. I feel bad. Let's go. Okay. You better be. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna say beating my personal um fish per day catch. And that happened with Todd. Prior to that, and, and this is I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to skip saying that part. Anyways, so it was originally a three fish day for me that it was it was beat. And, you know, it was I had a big assist on this one. Uh, I had a uh, uncle that came in from out of town and Todd had just a red hot bite going full moon. And for whatever reason, you didn't have a client book that day. Yeah. Casting day. And that was that year that the fish were going just bananas mm-hmm. on, on casting. And yep. I remember we went up there and, you know, it, it, it was first cast for me. I caught a fish and then a few minutes later got another one. And I didn't it, even put the, I never even, I never even, uh, I never even put any throttle on the boat. Remember we just pulled out and I was like, okay. Yep. Yeah. You, we You're just, like, oh, we're, yeah, we're just gonna we just put it off said, to yep, the weed edge, and <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was neat. I mean, we ended up getting nine that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get my uncle his first muskie. We we caught it trolling. Um, yep. he, he did have trolling one, yeah. He did have uh, some action casting. So a guy that's like never fished in his life actually had fish coming up and you know sniffing it. So I mean, it was it was just a really good day. It was it was one of those days that you don't get a lot of them to where you can just predict that it's going to happen. I mean, yeah, every, for sure. every time I go out, I'm like, I, I'm predicting this. 
But when it's like every, all the stars align and you're like, I, I tend to get more letdowns when I'm like, everything's perfect. It's going to happen. And this is one of those days that it didn't. So it was just really cool to catch all those fish. And I don't even think we put in a full day. I think we called it quits at like two. Yeah. Yep. So it was neat. It sounds, that's a long day for, that's a long day for Andy. That's also <laughs> when we uh, found out that Andy cuts hooks and doesn't replace those. Replace hooks. Keeps going. That, yeah. That was the same day. Yep. Yeah. And I, I'm yeah. not ashamed of it. I, I mean, I, and I, I can bring this up on another one on my top five is that there are times that you can't do it. And it's sometimes hey, better to get those extra couple casts. After this last year, and I know Todd can agree, we did that as well. Yeah. We, did, we, we did do that, and it, it did work. There was a window. There was a hot lure. And it was just like, get it back out there. Okay, there's mm-hmm. no fish and at, on it. at what point were you guys going to say, I'm going to apologize publicly to Andy? For chastising Never. me, <laughs> yeah. we're not a we're not apologizing. <laughs> yeah. We're not apologizing. We're just saying it worked. We agree. We agree. Okay, I forgive you. See how that Thank worked. You. <laughs> okay, number four. All right, number four. Me starting off with number four. This is going to go back to the hunting side of it. It has to be in there because I'm such a horrible hunter, but I felt accomplished on this day. Yeah, I'm accomplished. Uh, okay, I felt <laughs> accomplished. I, I did not say that I am the most accomplished male ever uh, prior to this, but I've shot a lot of bucks. In, my life. <laughs> in the last four years tons of them i've shot so many bucks but it, uh we'll take a nostalgic look back to and i i can't i can't throw the dough in there even though that was just a huge accomplishment for me and a monkey off my back <laughs> but which was which was this past hunting season, but it was that that archery buck that I got to shoot on Andy's property. That was one of the coolest things I've ever experienced in the woods. Um, this was a day where I got in the stand, and uh, Andy gave me a game plan, and I followed followed it. Uh, I was kind of his mule boy for the day to see what was going on in the property. I know what was going on behind. Andy wanted to see what was going on if these bucks were rutting yet. But Andy gives me a game plan. I get in first light and I bust up a bunch of deer and I have uh, huge bucks in front of me and a bunch of doe. And um, I'm trying to shoot this one buck, but it is like a legal shooting light. And this is like a conversation where andy and i will always uh, disagree or andy will raise an eyebrow too i like i should have shot that buck but i know that it was way dark and but i was too inexperienced to use (coughs) the scope of a crossbow and this is the first time i was using a crossbow um and i was like really uh this is the first time i was ever crossbow hunting so i was like okay, I can't shoot something that's like 200, 100, 100 yards away, you know. I have to be really close. So I was really, uh, like, z- zoned in on this um, rangefinder. 
And I was like, okay, I'm sitting in the stand. I know that this tree is going to be like 30 feet away, right? This is 40 feet away. This is 50. I'm not going to shoot past that. So I was like looking the whole time out of one eye with this range finder, trying to find these deer uh, that were everywhere in front of me, just having a hoot and holler in time. And I was eventually unsuccessful in the morning and saw this big giant buck uh, at first light kind of just stare at me for a half an hour. Um, and Andy has all that on text. Do you want me to read it? Let- <laughs> no. I'm actually looking at it right now. Oh my gosh, you were so quick with that. Go ahead. Monday, 6.23 a.m. Vance was just getting in the stand. Vance texted me. I'm at work. The text reads, deer everywhere. I write back, on the road or in the stand. And then I gave him the shop's phone number if he needs to call me. And then I also said, be careful uh, out there. There are monsters. And I sent him a whole bunch of trail camera photos. (laughs) And then he wrote back, stand and road and walk in. New text, window to back left in. Meaning he left the window of this one hunting uh, blind up. I wrote back, back right is the one I tend to leave unless uh, leave unless blocking wind. We're just right now we're discussing um, strategy on uh, scent prevent. You know, uh, which I have no, I'm not even. I have no idea what the hell to do with wind. Yes. So then Vance writes, "Sucks I ran into those deer." I this he's on the edge of an ag field that had standing corn, and there's just there's no way you just got to get in. So I write back, can't be helped. How many deer? Vance writes back, six. Then I write back, in the plot? Question mark. He says, walking corn. New text, plot, new text, big, new text, can't make it out, new text, OMG. Very quickly, I got all those texts. I then write back, buck, question mark. Vance writes back, eight, the number eight. New text at 60. New text. How far is food plot edge? New text. 40. Question mark. I then respond. Which edge? Nine o'clock. And it's it's we go off the, the face face of a clock on, on this. I know we've explained this in the past. I said nine o'clock is 40, 45 yards. Vance writes, walk in from stump. New text. OMG. New text. I called. New text. He's almost here. New text. I'm shook. I write back, shoot, don't text. Vance writes back, the big eight, new text, is on the trail, new text. Should I call, new text, 100 away. I then write back, what way walking? If coming in, then no. Then Vance writes, walked away. I then ask him, which way walking? No, okay, I said call lightly. Then he writes, but to me. And sends me a video that he called in this deer. I say, nice. He, Vance then responds to me saying, pretty sure that was Loafer. Loafer was the name of an eight point that we named. New text. Way too dark, heavy steps. New text. What happened? I, I write, what happened? Vance says, two of them were in the clover. New text. Then I heard a charge. I respond, if any deer is in the plot except... Uh, except for the extremes at three o'clock, they are all in bow range, meaning most of this food plot is in bow range. AKA shoot dumbass. Pretty much. (laughs) Vance then writes to me 
and the one backed off and loafer went by where I shot last year and out by where your 15 buck came in. New text. Probably 60 yards. New text. Uh, stay there until the end of twilight. New text. Saw giant ack. Must mean rack. Um, I let man. I'm reliving this. It's unbelievable. I then and I'm at work trying to like field these texts, and my phone is blowing <laughs> up. Vance, I'm glad I saved these screenshots. I write Me to Vance. Too. Twelve o'clock is almost fifty yards. So he was like thirty yards. So Vance had a shooter at 30 yards broadside. <laughs> it was dark, dude. So what, then Vance writes, yes, new text. Dark. I think it was same deer, new text. But it was very, very dark, and he was moving after that run-in with the other buck. New text. Then he appeared at, at what is an accurate 70. New text. And just stood there broadside. New text. Until heading towards stump. New text. Nuts. I ask him if there's anything else. He then writes back, just those three, new text, plus a couple doe, new text. Not much action now, new text. Just appreciating all of these hornet nest remnants. <laughs> there was a hornet's nest on the bottom of the chair. <laughs> I, hate, I friggin' hate those tests, man. Those are the worst. There was no, there was no bees in it. But there was just the paperness of the of the nest that was there, and there was like yeah. a thousand carcasses of these bees that are laying on the floor dead. Okay, that's still like hell for somebody who has paranoia of bees. So then I write, "Are those?" Oh, I said, "How are those green luscious food plots?" Meaning, look how good of a job I did. I then go on to write, let me know when you're going to make a move. I want to talk on the phone before you leave the blind. Vance says, call, I have earbuds. I'm going to walk at 930. Okay, so I get out my walk, all right, and I'm walking to this new stand that is in the woods, and I remember this so vividly. Oh, my gosh, I got three more screenshots of these this text messages. <laughs> I mean, but I'm, I'm, I, I remember this. I'm walking with you. I'm on the phone with you. And um, crossbows are a bit cumbersome. And there's no way I could have got the shot off. You know, with a gun, yes, but with a crossbow, no. no. I'm just too inexperienced uh, with it. And I still am because I've only done it once. Um, and I'm walking with Andy, going to this new stand. Deer all over the place. It's a huge party in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and uh the buck kicks up like it's, it's like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and i'm like oh i'm like andy there it is and it's a buck it just jumped in front of me and he's probably thinking like you should have shot the thing what's the matter with you strike two right now yes yeah, strike two so i get in the stand and while i'm walking to the stand there's a six point that's dogging on two does it's really neat to see i get in the stand I'm all out of control, banging things. Boom, 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 boom. Finally get in the stand. I'm in the other stand. There's some more text going on. Um, and I'm just sitting there waiting, watching deer run around. And uh, I'm looking out of the window in probably a place Andy doesn't really want me to. And then I get skirted by this buck. And it goes into 50 yards, okay? And uh, it, it surprised me. And... Um, 
it starts walking away, walking uphill, and I'm grunting at it, and I have no idea how to grunt. I still don't. <laughs> and you know, I'm just playing this thing like <laughs> crazy, like it's like it's an accordion. And this buck at like 80 yards gets all pissed off and just puts his two hoofs down in the front. And I'll never forget it puffs its chest up and does a 180 and comes back to 50. And I'm just like, mm. I'm like, I can't believe this. You know, my, uh, all of a sudden I'm flushed. I'm, I'm beaten. Boom, 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 And that buck starts walking to 40. It's at 30. There's a little bit of this like red brush kind of stuff in front. It's not there anymore. It comes like to 10 yards in front of me. And I was like, as soon as it kicks, as soon as it steps out, I'm just going to shoot this thing. That's the only way it's going to go. Steps out. I shoot it. It runs like 20 yards, falls over dead, and start the liver jokes um, that never seem to leave me. Um, I wasn't going to say anything. Well, I shot it in the liver, but I hit a lung, (laughs) and I hit the liver. And I'm still not really sure where to shoot things, but they're dead. And... um, I got a nine point buck left hook. Unbelievable experience. Coach Andy got me through it. I loved it. Uh, and it uh, continued my obsession with hunting. And I thank you greatly for that, Andy. Greatly. You're welcome. That was a fun day. That's awesome. That was yeah. insane. I was getting four texts the same day, too. It was. God, I know you guys were just critiquing the shit out of me. Like, I, I was just like some ass. Well, I was like, hunted. I think I was, I was, I was on the lake. I think, and it was just like that's cool. I don't know what to tell you. I never had it with. Yeah, much, but, uh, yeah. It, I it, know, but when I mean, mm. anybody listening right now, I am the uh, the guinea pig of the hunting out of the three. Just terrible at it, and I was shocked at how much how much time you spent on that archery hunt with earbuds, listening to stuff or texting. I'm just I'm shocked that you could do it. I I I have a hard time, you know, with even just talking on the phone regular, but to have the earbuds in because I feel I'm at a disadvantage. And when I was on the phone with you, and you walked up heart attack kill, and you're like. There's one right there. It's looking at me. <laughs> uh, those, are, those are fun. Things have changed. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie though. In the woods to this day, I will put my cell phone on very, very low, and listen to talk radio or podcast. Don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate me. It's your hunt. So. It's it's, exactly. it's hard. It's hard nowadays. I, I I was getting my hair cut at the barber's the other day, and uh, you know the guy said something, and I was like, yeah, nothing. You know, I, it, it was like during right after hunting season, and he he, it's hard to it's hard for people to uh, to get that. He was like, so I said, I saw I saw nothing. I never I saw like one doe, 
He's like, well, how long were you there? I said, well, I got in at daylight. I got out at like quarter after five when you're allowed to shoot. He said, you sat in the tree all day. And he's like, what did you do? I said, I was hunting. You know, I sat there. It, it, it's hard to relate. The, there's different levels. And, and when you're a couple just levels ahead of someone, they just don't mm-hmm. get it. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And it's, same it's with, not, same you know, with fishing. It, when people are like, oh, you're out there with a worm and a bobber. All you do is this. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and nowadays, that you know, it is. It's, it's like, I know a lot of people that say, oh, yeah, I play, you know, Candy Crush while I'm sitting in my deer stand. I'm just not used to that. You know, I never did it. <laughs> this is all kind of newer, and I still don't. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of put my phone away, and I'll send a text to my dad or something in the morning. Let's go. Okay. We'll text it. Unless you hear a gunshot or something. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll turn the phone on at noon or something, you know, and we'll talk, we'll talk, see what's going on. Cause if it's on, I, I, I want to be able to hear, you know, and it is, there's some boring days. There's a lot of boring days and that's why I put something on. Yeah. I, I still yeah. try to use my senses as, as well mm-hmm. as I can. And I'm concentrating on the woods but it's something that just lets the day go by. I will not play a game or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I put the, I put some type of talk on. It keeps you awake. Mm-hmm. It's very tough to stay awake in those situations. <laughs> I never yeah. do that when I'm fishing. You know, mm-hmm. I would never play a game when I'm fishing. Mm-hmm. I would never play a game when I'm on a charter or something like that. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're hunting and you're just, you're literally in one spot and movement is everything and sound is everything. I, I think I put that thing on low. It gets me through that day for me to be more uh, in tune with the woods mm-hmm. uh, to see what's going on. That, that helps me personally as a hunter um, to get, to get through it. I'm a very active person. I need to be moving at all times. It's, so it's really, it's tough for me to do it. I will sit there. I'll do exactly what I'm told. I'll sit there and I'll hunt and all that stuff. Um, but there is some things that maybe, maybe people would think that, you know, that's, that's ridiculous, but listening to the radio on one little up on your iPhone, I don't think it's going to, going to affect me much. Uh, but who knows, you know, I don't get to do it much. I rifle hunt a lot. And I mean, I'm not that bad of a hunter. I don't think. I mean, at least from the stories Andy tells me. I think I've only missed. I've I've missed two deer, and it's com- it's completely off of me not understanding what I'm looking at in the scope. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been no, you've done incredible. So I've missed two. I've missed two deer: an archery deer when Andy gave me an algorithm and a math problem, and I had no idea how to understand it. He was telling me the correct things, but I was just not picking up what he was putting down. I did on the second time around. And then on that rifle shot, when I shot... A shot you should uh, not have taken, but continue. A a shot, okay, a shot that I should not have taken, and I shot like seven counties over. (laughs) And I like shot like... way over the deer i didn't understand anything that comes with like you know shooting your gun but how can i don't have time to shoot my gun a lot uh, especially with the, the fishing season and things like that so you know i learned how to shoot my gun from shooting a pumpkin out of andy's pole barn that's another great thing another memory that i'll have for uh 
the rest of my life that didn't make the list, but we got to, we got to continue this thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Hunting memories has everything to do with you guys. And uh, one of my top, top fives of the decade, Todd, what's your fourth? My fourth is going to be probably going to be something that Andy's going to bring up too. This was a year that, uh, I mean, I probably, I met Andy back in the early part and, uh, we, you guys have all heard the story, but we came out, we played around, we got the Raptor going after the swim bait was already out there, partnered up with Andy. And, uh, we've talked about all the trials and tribulations getting the Raptor and, uh, the first fish that I caught on the Raptor, we got them ready that winter down in front of Irwin's Bay. I used to go there every year. First thing opening morning. That's where I started every year for many years. Uh, and, uh, went down there first drift, probably fished about 20 minutes. Gold Rapala. It was like the only color I had. And if it's a gold Rapala, I think it is. It was horrific. It did not look good. Yes. At all. It's when you painted, it was just, I said, put some gold and some black on the back. It was gold Rapala. We did. Andy had never really painted. Well, he had never painted baits. Uh, but we, but we sort of were starting to get a little down in, in on infancy. the infancy. Uh, it was a major infancy. I didn't even catch that many fish on that that year because we were just it was total infancy. It doesn't look anything like the Raptor that we have now. But that was the first one that I caught on it, and uh, it wasn't a big fish. It was like forty-one inches, but I just remember getting it because I know I I had a lot to do with the. Uh, shape, size, style, the bait, you know, and we worked on it because that was, that was in total empathy. And then it goes from there. There's a lot more of my top 10, top fives are going to come in with other Raptor stories, but yeah, that was one I'll always remember. It was a bait that we made and uh, first fish, first drift, first few minutes of the day. And it and wasn't can, a tank, yeah. And you can look back to see the growth of the Raptor that Todd's mm-hmm. talking about shaping this thing with Andy on our Instagram page. It was like a picture of five baits, which started with like a really fat, weird looking thing. And it shapes down to what the Raptor is in production uh, nowadays, uh, which is super cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to, talk a whole lot because like i said there's gonna be some stuff to shared but my yep. number four is the progression of my boats and i i i'll be the first to admit that i am guilty at if i see something that i think is better newer faster i'm definitely going to eventually work my way that way um that's just just how my brain works so Back in the early like 2010 ish, I had my little my little baby boat, my little 14 footer. I had a six inch jack plate with a 40 on it. I super this this thing was just tuned, and it was just a rip roaring machine for what it was. And I was prouder than a peacock to have it. And then, you know, as as life progressed, I found on Musky first in the boats for sale section. A, I was kind of already starting to look for boats and I was 
I was thinking of going a different direction. Then I saw this 681 um, there, and I sat on it for about a day without making a move. Then I ended up calling, and the guy's in Indianapolis, and I worked it up to where I took a day off of work to where I was to meet this guy on a Friday at like 11 o'clock in the morning, something like that. And I ended up being the first guy to come look at this boat. He priced the boat extremely low for what it was. And I remember leaving like real, real early. I forget how far of a drive Indianapolis is from here. What is that, about eight hours? At the, least, at least. Yeah. I mean, it's probably I rem- like Chicago. I, remember, I, I, I knew you at the time, and I knew you were doing all this. I was out on the lake, but you were... No, you wouldn't have been on the lake because me. I went and did it on Valentine's Day. I, I, oh, okay. it, I it was one of those things that it this was. Might a, have been your other boats. This would have been. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, I've only had the ultimate. Uh-huh. No, no. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Were you married? Yeah. Oh wow! This was two thousand. Go with you? No, two thousand thirteen. I had Ava was not quite a year. She was like eight months old. And oh my gosh, you must have got so much crap. Well, it was one of those things that it was meant to happen. There were Mm -hmm. like, I I, I aligned this thing up with this guy sometime around 11 o'clock noonish. And I think I left at like 4 a.m. or something like that, maybe even earlier. And I just remember, you know, barreling through Cleveland and just, you know, kept on going. And I got there right on time. And. You know, I looked it over and I was just like, man, I, I don't know. And, you know, cause I was, I, I was alone doing this. I was kind of just like going solo on this. And I started thinking, I'm like, you know what, if I got in that truck and drove away without this, I'm going to kick myself. So I ended up, I ended up pulling the trigger on it. And they, I remember the guy telling me, he's like, you just made a lot of people upset because he had a guy coming in Friday afternoon. He had a guy scheduled Saturday morning. He was telling me this Saturday midday and Saturday afternoon. And these guys are coming from like Minnesota and stuff like that for this boat. So I grabbed that boat, but it was one of those February's not a great month to be traveling on the highways uh, just because it's the dead of winter. But it was just like the perfect, the day before it was above freezing. The roads were clear. And it was like 40, 45 degrees that day. I drove down on clear roads, hooked it up, hauled it back. The thing was still dry when I put it in the pole barn. And the next day, it was just one of them big storms that blew in. Had I had that storm, I would have never been able to, to do it. But it, it just it worked out really good then. And then I had to part out my little boat in order to sell it. Then the progression went to where that, that 681 was the perfect boat for me until my family started getting bigger and I started looking at some stuff differently, kind of the same deal. I I was looking for some boats, um, of a certain model and same thing. This thing kind of filtered through. I looked at it. I, I did as best I could. This thing was in Western Minnesota, my, my current boat. And another one of those things that just lined up, lined up real good. Uh, I talked to DK. He had a boat that was trailered in by you know a a shipping company i used the same guy there it's just all of these things fell into place i'm not going to go into super detail but same deal here it comes 
this boat came in September of last year. So I had the uh, original Ranger, the, the podcast studio from, from days past. Um, all the way until... Gone with the wind. Gone with the wind. I think I sold it last late September, October. But it's yep. just how, how the progression hits. And now I am sitting to where I feel I'm extremely happy with the boat that I have. That just the, the size, the fit, the finish, all that stuff for my current needs. And I just love that feeling of just being satisfied. I don't have that a lot. So that's... that's oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys can attest that I tinker all the time. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I'm looking at my boat right now, I'm just like, yeah, I don't really want to change anything at this moment. So for you me... You haven't looked at it hard enough. Perfect. I look at it every single day when I start the truck and the headlights hit it because it's mm-hmm. right in front of me. So Hey, and that, you know what, with that 681 uh, story... We may not be where we're at right now with a boat. Todd and myself. That's right. Saying. The original so that, Ranger. That is uh-huh. a huge. Uh, and maybe that day when you took me out on Erie with three foot rollers. Uh, and you stayed dry. Maybe I never have that conversation. Maybe the boats never fall into our lap the way they did with with muddy creek fishing guides i didn't see if that never happened so very very influential number four uh, for you yep numero three going into it where this is the stuff you can just talk about it for hours i mean i hope this this all makes it but number three um this is super fun for me i love this podcast uh number three top outdoor moment of the decade for me was my dad's 40 pound class 50 inch fish um which happened on his birthday uh which was this past year um that was an unbelievable memory for me um an accomplishment for me and him um november was tough it was uh new fishing for us uh, when we were out there and, uh, we were booked all season. I, I left that open for him. If he wanted to come out and fish, I told him it was going to be nasty. Um, but we had some decent weather in November. So we got to fish and, uh, the whole time my dad's like used to fishing with me in the summer months where these fish are, uh, we have stuff better, you know, pattern better summer, more fish, you know? fall you're looking for your one fish the whole time he's chirping at me like man i just wish one of these like rods would go off blah 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 this is the second day we fished it was a day after his birthday i'd like to clarify that but it was his birthday weekend um and this was one of many fish in that day uh, and it was was like a summer day uh, and we uh got to get that fish uh, netted and it was unbelievable um we were trolling it hit a baker and um i was like oh my god i couldn't i was so like elated i was like oh god i can't I just netted this thing and i was like that was when my dad 
was reeling. And my dad does not have good boat uh, <laughs> sea legs at all. And he had fallen back into my bimini with the full enclosure. And we uh, said it was like Quint from Jaws when he falls down. And he eventually gets sucked into <laughs> sliding down the back of the boat. Sli- yeah. yeah, sliding down the orca into the uh, 25, three tons of them, great white shark. My dad, I'm looking back at him. And I'm like, you just caught a 50 inch fish. And he eventually scrambles up and he's looking at it in the net. And he's like, yeah, I think it's like a 46. And I was like, okay. I was like, you're whatever. You're my dad. I love you. Get the bump board, put it on the bump, measure it, weigh it. 40 pound class fish, 50 inch fish. Um, how can you write that story? Birthday weekend with your father, blood relative, world-class fish, unbelievable. Take it to the grave. Hit a baker. Did I That's say that? That's a great, yes. yeah. yeah. That is a great, yeah. It's a great thing to have happen. Family are involved in some of mine also. Yeah. Remember Can't that. Can't take them back, man. No, you remember that for forever. I'm sure you remember your dad's like a 50 or 52. Yeah. 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 That was just uh, an unbelievable hug it out moment. Just unbelievable. I remember he was like, you want to call it? Because we were catching a lot of fish that day and it was in a small area. I was like, he's like, let's just troll up and troll in. I was like, nah. Let's troll in the area where we were getting them, and then we'll yeah. just motor up fast. I was like, we have to go back through there, and boom. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Falling all over the boat. I'll never, ever forgive. He may have a different way of telling it, but uh, he definitely <laughs> fell all over the place. And it was unbelievable. That is my number three of the decade. That's awesome. It's a good one. My turn, my number three, my number three. Going back to the same year I talked about, first year we made the Raptor, and I, as I said, I caught that first fish on one. I was pretty excited. I really liked the bait, but we did a lot of tinkering that summer. I was chartering. I didn't get to fish much, uh, and I really didn't use Raptors a whole bunch that year because we, we, I had like these couple little prototypes, but Andy and I started playing with it, and by fall, we had some different like weights, uh, the style was about the same, but we were weighting them differently. You know, we were doing things a little differently. So we had a couple and I, I sort of, I sort of wrote this down on a piece of paper, like which one was which, like this color is the one that was this weight. This color was this weight. And I was out in October with some, with, with some clients and they, we were casting through an area and uh, it was, the water was real murky uh, I knew there was weeds there and I was trying to stay close to them, you know, and I was sort of just playing around. So I, I got the Raptors out, which, like I said, I didn't use much that year, but I had this new batch I just got from Andy because it took all summer for us to get these different weights. And I mean, we, we didn't know where this was going to go. I want to clarify and, uh, on those weights real quick. So what yeah. What would happen is, was this, this is when we were starting to do epoxy, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So when when we come up with a weight on a blank... We just can't like 
pop, here's a bait, paint it, get it out the door. We're trying to hit an actual weight of a blank, but we won't know which weight works until we actually go through the whole painting process because I'm going to be adding minimal weight with the actual paint itself. But when you start putting two coats of epoxy on these things, you start changing the overall volume of the bait and that changes the, you know, the, the average density. And we just wanted to see which one goes where. So mm-hmm. when I would paint these, I would say the, whatever, the white one was this weight, blank weight, this one, this one. So we could then Todd plays with them and he could say yeah. the black one did the best. Well, the black one crossed over to this weight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we, mm-hmm. we find yes. like that. So that's what Todd yep. means. Yeah, so, 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 so that's what I'm doing. I'm playing with these baits. So I'm playing with the one, and this one is like what I what I envisioned, really neutrally buoyant. Like pull it, and it just sort of sits there. Pull it, it just sort of sits there. And I'm I'm talking to the guys. They're I'm really not fishing. You know, they're they're casting. I'm talking to them, but I'm playing with these baits at the back of the boat. And every once in a while, I'm whipping one off to the side to see if I'm just catching those weeds. Uh, and I, I whip the I whip the bait out and you know, pull it like twice, wham, and the thing gets slammed, fish hits, fish comes up, head comes up out of the water, and like this is a a big, a, man, a really big fish. Uh, I, you know, I saw it, I looked at the guys, you know, they, they, they heard me say, I got one, everyone turned around, the fish came up, it goes down underwater again, and the, the fish is shaking its head, it's taking a little run, boom, and I feel, I feel like puff, like I lost the fish. So it just just for a split second felt like I lost him. Next thing that happens, the line is peeling off of my rod as fast as I know. I know I was with Vance in this situation one time. It was the last fish of the year that one day. Remember we were oh, chasing that fish? That was a great memory. <laughs> yeah, but this, so that this is what happens. The fish is just the, the line is going, and the guy's like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like. Yeah, something something happened here. This thing is now it's foul hooked. I, I mean, I knew it was foul hooked. Anyhow, long story short, I play with the fish. We get it up in, and uh, I got the guy in the boat with me, and I'm standing there now. I'm bringing this fish in backwards, and because uh, it's hooked back by the dorsal fin, the fish threw the bait and it got hooked in his dorsal fin. But I'm, I'm bringing it in, and I get this guy standing there. He's never even, you know, he's never, the only musk he ever saw was one he caught earlier that day when we were trolling. He's standing there with the net and everything, and I'm like, look, here's what I'm going to do, dude. I'm going to uh, hand you this pole. I'm going to tell you to reel, and I'm going to jump up in the bow of the boat. As soon as that head gets, as soon as you, if we can get that fish coming backwards past the bow, I'm just going to stick the net in the water, and then you just, you just stop reeling. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, just release, like release pressure. And it, hopefully, I mean, it, the plan, muskies don't follow plans very often. This was the plan. It's going to swim right in the net. So <laughs> we, we make the switch. I grab the net off him. He's down. He's in the back of the Lund. I'm up at the bow. Fish comes about back by the trolling motor. Head comes back just enough that I can put the net in the water, stick the net in the water. And I say, okay, release. He releases it, swims right in the boat. And we got the fish. And uh, I sent Andy the text. It's like I I I got the weight. I I know the one I really like. I got a pretty nice fish, you know. And then I sent Andy the photo, and uh, it was a 52, 40 pounds. It was the biggest one I'd ever caught on Chautauqua Lake fishing there for 
like 40 years <laughs> and uh, caught it on what is still prototype style rafters. It's probably one of the first six or eight fish I caught on the rafter because like I said, I caught one earlier that season, our first year and uh, it's gold pala. It's hanging down that fish's mouth. But yeah, that was my number three. You got a replica of it. I did get a replica made of that fish. Okay, yes. because I just wanted Beautiful. if anyone heard it's hanging in that oh, fish's yeah. mouth. It's hanging in the fish. I got the replica <laughs> made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fish did get released. He was foul hooked. Yeah, but I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we can have a discussion on that at a later uh-huh. date, but it yeah, a bunch of interesting things when you start breaking things down like that. But yeah, all right. My number three was so I. St- Early in the 2010, 11s was when I felt I was really starting to, I'm going to say, just have that learning curve of musky fishing. Like Hit your stride? Yeah, that's a better word. Yeah, the, the learning curve was, was like 2006, 7, 8, 9. I got married late in 2009, and then then all of a sudden I realized that I had a whole bunch of time to do stuff and cause this was prior to kids. So I was able to go hunting and fishing, you know, sometimes four or five, six days a week. And I, I just, it stuff was starting to click in those early two thousands. You know, it was, uh, you know, I was not just like poking and hoping I was making predictions, making calls, getting stuff. And just, I wasn't like, you know, a wizard at it stuff was starting to, sh- to gain steam on all this. And it was just like this new level of confidence that I had, uh, you know, approaching, you know, various amounts of things um, it, it, with my life. And it, it, you know, some of this stuff can go trace back to the, you know, the musky fish and the patience, uh, positive attitude and all this other stuff. And it seemed to have like really clicked. And it's like riding a bike. I, I don't get to musky fish that much anymore. But when I do go out there, yeah, I might not be able to hit exactly like if I found a lily pad flower, if I could put a bait right on it, but I'm still getting really close that, you know, there's, there's repetitive motions. There's just stuff you've gone over a million times. That's just ingrained in you. And it was the early 2010s ish was when it just felt like it solidified. It was a part of me. So I'm putting that couple, three, four year span of just hitting, you know, just like it clicked was, was like a good memory there of just kind of doing it the hard way. I didn't have Facebook and all these keyboard warriors telling me what was right and wrong. I kind of went out and figured out myself and met a couple other local guys and we hashed it all out together. So that's a, that's a cool memory of just doing it the hard way. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hitting your stride. Yes. That that was the word I was looking for. That was my number You three. can thank me later. So we're going into Vance, two. I don't know where I'd be without you right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> I hold my weight. Um, two. Number two of the decade for me is my wife's 
40 uh, pound class fish on Chautauqua Lake. Um, that was a fun day for us. It was, we had a grueling guiding season. Uh, I had a day off and uh, I had a full day to fish with my wife. And if you uh, go a couple, you know, podcasts from a year ago, uh, you'll know the story that there were a bunch of white caps on Chautauqua. Uh, not the best situation you want to take out uh, your lady in. You almost but, had a fist fight in the parking lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, I was there to be, because that guy um, mf'd our companies, and I was not happy about that. And uh, so after I cooled down from that, um. We went out, we persevered and we were out on the water at like 1230 and it was a very, very stout south wind with, uh, four footers at points and, um, we're trolling along and we're catching fish and everything seems good and merry when you're going with the waves, very easy. Uh, regardless of the size on Chautauqua Lake to, to manage when you're going with those waves. Um, but when you cross into them, uh, it's a different story. Um, and we had uh, a lot of water in the boat, um, a lot of seasickness in the boat. Um, and uh, the day started to get, you know, crappy. Uh, like we wanted to c- call it quits but the fish were going. So it was really, really tough for me to do that. And I selfishly wanted to keep going. Um, and I'll never forget when I looked at her and she was pale as a ghost. And I was like, Hey, full moon. Big ones. <laughs> Did that full change moon, her mood ones. when you said that? Hey, full moon, big ones. And then all of a sudden she got her color back. No, she thought I was <laughs> probably even more insane than I, you know, I just thought I was more insane. But once we started going, uh, you know, firing up that motor and riding over the wave, she was okay. And then once we started going with the waves again, uh, she was fine. And I promised her it was the last pass. And uh, it was. And um, I marked this fish. And the rod started going crazy. uh, Zinging like mad. Um I had summer drags on it. It was just ripping line, almost like I was on the bottom, but it was a fish. And I killed the motor immediately because I knew it was a big one, but I just didn't know how big it was. Um, So I really didn't care what happened with my other lines. However, while she's fighting this thing, I did clear all the lines but one. But now uh, going with the waves... It turned me, when now we're facing this fish, watching it swim in the troughs out of the port side of the boat. And these waves are crashing into us, and we're up and down, and the fish is up in the wave and down in the wave, and up in the wave and down in the wave. And um, it's filled with energy. And I have one out rod. It's my middle rod. It's uh, not the down rod, not a planer board rod, but it is the out rod on the boat. And it's looking straight at that fish. Um, 
as it hits a wave and I'm standing there with the net and it dies underneath the boat. And I'm like, I am completely screwed at this point because it's entwined in this out rod. It's a rod that I, I didn't clear. Um, I feel like we're done. You know, I lost this thing. Uh, I knew it was when I saw it in those troughs, I was like, that's a 50 inch fish. Uh, you just kind of know, you know, when you see them on Chautauqua because they don't come around as frequent as, uh, people might make you think. So, uh, the fish takes a dive. She's fighting it right now. She, she's fighting it out of the, uh, starboard side of the boat. And, but the pressure's coming off the port side. The fish is behind her. It turns around. It comes up. It gets twined in that out rod. And I'm trying to net the thing and I can't. There's a rod in my way, a rod holder, line, everything. And I'm just screaming, no, 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 no. And, uh, the fish dives again. She puts some pressure on it. I don't even know if she knows she's putting pressure on it. Um, and I start screaming back up, back up, back up, back up, because this fish is um, presenting itself, trying to like swim away from it. And I did kind of like a reverse uh, net job on it where I scooped it from the top rather than dunking the net. And I finally swooped it around the back of the tail. The fish was in and out of the net a couple times and, you know, you, your heart drops at that moment. We finally get it as I'm screaming back up at the top of my lungs. Um, and we have the fish and I don't say anything. And she's still reeling. She doesn't know that this fish is in the bag. And I'm like, we got it. It's in the bag. And, uh, you know, just complete pandemonium on the boat. We drift. We get some great pictures of this fish you know she can't I, i'll never forget her saying like i'm not going to be able to hold this and i'm just like i know <laughs> just hug it <laughs> and uh you know we measure it weigh it all that things we get some great photos of it it's, this thing was just uh one of the it, it was just the just a dinosaur for the lake and uh a memory we'll have forever unbelievable uh we got pictures of it on the house um in the house and you know i for her uh wedding shower i surprised her with a replica of it from fatani and um that was a forever memory and uh i feel good because she was always dogging me about not catching a 50 with her on chautauqua lake and she still to this day doesn't know how difficult that is, but um, that's two for me in the decade for outdoor experiences. Unbelievable. After all that crap that we went through in the middle of the day, it was nuts. A lot of things tem- tend to seem to line up on these memories. Like what? Like I remember. I, I remember the first thing I did was call Todd. Right, but oh, what yeah. I, what I'm saying is like. It, it, they always seem to have that like after after school you know movie kind of theme going here is you know you, you went through some adversity and you come out you know all these things aligned you know you're back so, against the wall and yeah you end up pulling so through. These, 
these are the ones that are working out. We'll have to do the next podcast, our top oh five disappointments. Oh, yes. That's oh, what we'll do next wow. time. That would be hilarious. Yeah. These are the situations that work out. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. So, so I'm up number, my number two. Two. My number two is going to be, uh, and like I mean, we get to go out and I take people fishing every day. There's so many good memories with everybody catching, hundreds of people catching their first muskie, their biggest muskie, their personal bass. But I kept this all to myself. Uh, I don't get to fish that much. But uh, I do get to go hunting a little bit. But this one's going back to the, uh, this is October again. I can't remember the year. But uh, October, this is after the, the, the raptors out there, man. We're painting them. We're selling them. We're catching a ton of fish on them. Everyone's catching a ton of fish on them. And uh, this is, uh, I grabbed the, uh, Grabbed the mud puppy, which was a color Andy came up with. We've talked about this. Wife named it. I mean, it's just a color, right? And uh, I grabbed it off the dashboard. The only reason it was on the dashboard because I was in Canada early that year. And uh, my nephew had caught a fish on it, and I cut some hooks off of it. I, For some reason, I got that baited out. So I threw it on the dash. It had ridden on the dash for a while take some guys out fishing and I just had one guy this time. He wanted me to fish. He'd never done anything like this. So we're both fishing. Uh, we're both casting first drift of the morning, shitty day, uh, rain overcast, pretty windy, but we're making a drift. Throw that Raptor out. I'm hard on the trolling motor, trying to keep us out of the weeds, fish hits and, uh, hook into a fish. And I can tell right away it's big. Uh, bite the fish. Not going to get into a lot of detail there. We get it in. I net the fish. I was with a with uh, like a group of people. So they had two people in their boat. And they were like, we just want to learn this lake. We want to follow you around. And, and you know, we're going to put this one guy in your boat. So I'm fishing with this guy. The other guys are right behind us. And we're, I'm, I'm like, okay, we're going to line up here. We're going to go down through this weed bed. We're going to cast here. And uh once the fish hits a net, it hits a net, and that thing rolled sideways. Instantly, when I looked at it, you know, the guys in the other boat yell over. He's like, oh, is that a big one? And I was like, this is the biggest This is the biggest muskie I've ever handled. And they're like, you, you're kidding, right? I said, nope, this is the biggest fish I've ever seen. This, this is the widest fish I've ever had. Uh, I knew it was the biggest fish I've ever had. I mean, I've had longer, but... It's length times weight. I was absolutely positive it was the biggest fish we ever had. And I can just remember bringing that thing up over the boat. And the, uh, you know, the fins were the size of my hands, the dorsal, the little fins on the bottom, you know, and uh, laying it on the bump board, 53 inch, 43 pounds, mud puppy raptor. And I, I, mud puppy was nothing at that point. It was just a bait. And then Vance took it to the next level. <laughs> so it went the mud puppy. And, uh, yeah, he was on, Vance Mitch. was on the water that day with a friend. Mitch. Mitch. Mitch, all that stuff. Yeah. All came from mud puppy. Vance was in the water. I sent him a text. And I don't, I don't know if he's taken mud puppy off since the day. 
that happened. Not often. No, that's <laughs> that's a go-to. Yeah, I mean, it's a go-to. I don't. I I use. I still have that bait. You know, it was three years in a row, biggest fish I put in the boat, or two, no, two two years the, the next year after that, it was the same exact lure, that same mud puppy. It was big after lose. fishing all summer, after fishing all year, uh, two years in a row, the biggest fish that we put in the boat in my boat was on the same lure. I still have that one. I didn't lose it like Mitch, didn't lose it like my walleye. And I don't throw it that often, but I do still have that bait. And special well, that, fish for me. It was a good fish. Yeah, I remember when you caught that fish and mm -hmm. uh, I was, I was going nuts. I, I was going absolutely crazy. Um, but mud puppy mm -hmm. people that that's what started it mm -hmm. and uh amazing color a lot of detail that you think doesn't matter right uh, we we know that doesn't matter but yeah uh it, it, in the paint but i anytime we're casting that color is on and it is a high producer it always works and yep. i've had people uh set it down and kind of talk bad about it this doesn't mm -hmm. catch anything i'm like oh really okay yeah. all right well let me take a couple casts mm -hmm. on this thing mm -hmm. i'm like boom here you go here's your fish i'm just like screw you that's 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 luck but the 40 some pounder that that fish is a uh that makes you stop in your tracks and look at it. Uh, unbelievable fish. And uh, it started the mud puppy trend, which is now a... Uh, mainstream. All, yeah, everybody's painting it. <laughs> They're all painting it, yeah. Might not be the... Uh, you say it's mud puppy, but it doesn't look like it to us. But it is... <laughs> mud puppy and that is uh that is a super neat thing unbelievable october 17th 2014 is what todd was talking about it was 14 i knew it was, i didn't want to yeah. interrupt you but as soon as i <laughs> as soon as you knew I, I hopped in my photos and i i went back to it and there's a date yeah. on it so yeah what a freak that fish was for me fishing at little old chautauqua lake that's a very big fish uh that's the biggest one i've ever seen <laughs> That's the biggest on, one I've ever. That's the biggest one I've ever seen on Chautauqua Lake. Uh -huh. um, I've caught caught him into forty pounds and stuff like that, but that fish is the yeah. biggest fish I have ever seen anybody show me a photo of, bar none. And it's legit. It's legit too. So when people yeah. ask me what's the biggest one you've ever seen on Chautauqua Lake, it's that fish. It just uh, for me, so cool casting our bait. Yeah, that's that was hard. Put that at number two, but it's hard. It's you hard guys, to, you guys will know what number one will be. I already know what well, it is. Hard. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. What it is, it's hard to to reflect on things because we're still yeah. in in life, and when you run a small mm -hmm. business and stuff, it's constantly ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. Mm -hmm. But like in retirement, you look back on that, and you can yeah. be like, "What the wow?" Yeah storybook stuff Andy okay so mine was a kind of a big milestone 
in in just the whole Bates and stuff like that. So back in 2016, we built a house and we moved. And it's it's not like when a business gets so big they got to move. It was we were actually uprooting and moving. And to be honest, our business was a giant, and you had to. <laughs> yes, it forced me. Yeah, it moved me to a bigger house, and <laughs> um, with that, some of the best memories I have is like I can scroll back in my phone, and I I knew this. Wait, time time up, time up. Everything was done in like fifty square feet. We had a podcast. Well, well yeah, I the podcast to, like, was sharing my boat. I had to parkour my way onto your boat uh, out of the way of like a giant tractor and all that stuff. And then and, right uh, next, right we, next to it. If I like moved my leg, I, I would be in the paint studio. That was Rangers hanging on the wall. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And then I had, I, I, I was harboring mounts for other people on that wall because they were like, yeah. it, it, it was oh, like, forget that. They owed some uh, people money and I just had to hold it. So the legs wouldn't get broken. And chest, freezer, chest freezers turned into storage. Chest freezers turned into drying <laughs> racks. But Dry you racks, remember yeah. this, Vance? In the winter, yeah. we would crank the heat with the. So the old pole barn had a house furnace that had no ductwork, <laughs> and it was just a giant heat <laughs> cannon that was so loud that we would get it really hot in the winter, and we'd have to yeah. shut it off. In order so it wouldn't kick on during the show. During the show, <laughs> yeah. And like oh, the best ones were when I would paint prior to recording. So the whole place stunk of paint. <laughs> and I remember some like remember that big giant bee that 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 visited us and I had to like you were oh, yeah. cur- curled up in like the fetal position in the boat, and I was out hunting this bee all while recording a show. You got uh-huh. it though. I think with a gum band or something. I-, I think I hit it with my hat, and then I was able to to uh, save the day by stepping on it to finish it off. Oh man! But you're, you're right. We were working out of a 24 by like 32 pole barn that had one boat, one tractor a whole paint studio, which was literally three feet between the edge of the boat and like the wall. And I just had some like fan that was not, this was not EPA approved. I just had some dumb little filter there. And I turned this fan on that was like, you know, 4,000 CFM and this whole place would drop five degrees in a minute. Cause I just suck all the hot air out. But that, incredible. So, Anyways, it wasn't because of AZ why we had to move was the whole point was I essentially <laughs> had to learn. I knew a little bit of carpentry skills, and that's a skill you learn by doing. It's not like there's a whole lot of read this book and you're going to become, you know, you can frame in a house. And I had like this hourglass glued to the table to get this barn up and going to at least a point of functional before winter because uh-huh. I, 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 I needed heat. I needed this place sealed up and, you know, as it's tapered off the construction of it in the last year or so, but it's been a huge work in progress and scrolling through my, my photos. I'm glad I took the photos I did because there are times I'm like, I really want to put a, you know, a nail through here or a screw 
something, you know, as I continue to build shelving and stuff, but I'm like, I don't know if I have a water line there. Let me go to my phone and I can scroll back and say, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm two and a half feet above that line just by looking back. And then it just brings back all these memories of, man, I was really feeling accomplished by, cause I put up two walls and now I'm sitting yeah. in these walls and it, you kind of forget the labor that was involved. Yeah. But that barn had to go up to continue the business to run. You know, that was a, a major part, you know, it could always be in the back of your mind. You know, you, you're thinking, yeah, like, they, Oh my gosh, we've got to, we got to, we got to frame in this house and pick flooring and stuff like that. But I know in the back of your mind, a hundred percent of it was just like, this pole barn has to be, I need to have a painting studio. I need to have the yeah, because, because we shut, you, you had to shut down. I mean, yeah. And it was at an I, inopportune I time. Left. Yeah. Right. In the fall, right? It, we moved in late, late October, early November, like yeah. when it was actually settled, we could just say November one. Yeah. Cause there was talk of, you know, I don't know what, hopefully we can do this and we can get some baits for these shows. And, uh, yeah, it yeah. was, it was, it was stressful. And I mean, it was, it was hard on me physically too. I was at that point, oh gosh, 2016, I had like a one, one year old, one and a half year old. I had like a three and a half, four year old working a, her- a hernia. I had a hernia that was just rearing its head around. I didn't know it yet. Absolutely. Kidney, kidney stones were hitting me that year too. And I really screwed up my, my, uh, feet on the ladder doing all my ladder work in this barn. I had to sleep with braces on my feet. Vance, do you remember that? Yes. Foot drop. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I had it. My, my, my tendons would like shrink up or something. And I could, I'd, I'd walk like, like a dinosaur off Jurassic park. If I woke up and <laughs> I had to put these big braces on my feet. So I kept my, my Achilles heel, my tendon there. I mean, th- and that was all ladder you had, work. You had- you had foot drop. I, I don't know. 100%. Yeah, whatever that was. And your hernia. I've diagnosed you with uh, foot drop and a hernia. Uh, that should be in the top 10. It just <laughs> squeaked outside of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to. Yeah. What? Yeah. So fun time. It, if you don't want to give credit when credit's due, I, I completely understand. Vance, I'm so glad you were my uh, surgeon for my hernia. That he could have done it. Big. That, you better be careful with what you say there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have given Vance a lot of credit with him him from the uh, from the bleachers diagnosing some things when you're like, hey, remember last last spring when you planted all those trees and you got really sick? And then the following year you planted all those trees and got really sick. And then you dug all these holes for this deck. You're you're showing symptoms of a hernia. I'm like, oh, maybe that's why my belly button inverts sometimes, and I can I kind like, of push me, it back send, in. I was like, send me a picture right now. And I got this picture of just eight pack abs, but with the thing, it, there was a big. The word bruise. you said was chiseled. Chiseled, yeah, <laughs> chiseled. <laughs> shredded all those things uh and there was a giant bruise i was like yeah dude that's a hernia yeah 
But and by the way, I need you to do something that requires heavy lifting. So let's <laughs> <go>. yeah, <laughs> you've been with it now for three years. Just keep going. Yeah, sixty yeah, hours. Sixty hours done. prior, I know you were knocked unconscious, and <laughs> you're, you're glued back together. But these wires won't run themselves. So can you get up here? <laughs> can you can you help me out with something real quick? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so that anyways, that was the whole thing was was the move and it it really was it, it's just nice to have something purposely built to handle, you know, the just day-to-day stuff. And my day-to-day is well, when I get the kids to sleep, it's AZ until I go to bed. And it it's nice to come out here. I'm not waking the kids up. I got a place with lights. It's a bathroom. It's heated and it's comfortable. So necessary tool. Yes. It was that the hardest part was convincing the wife that it needed to be this way, but <laughs> we got it. Finance usually has a thing to do with that, but um okay, we're down for our our number 1 now. Number 1. Uh, no, uh number 1 for me. I'm going to start it off by far number one uh life-changing experience best memory was uh becoming a guide for muddy creek fishing guides and becoming uh part owner in fat easy musky products it's changed my life forever um i owe a debt of gratitude to the two other people on this phone i'm not going to make it a soft story but that was so important to me um, and I, I still can't believe, uh, where we were and where we are at now. Um, and it's such a, I, I don't know anybody that, that truly appreciates and, uh, doesn't take their job for granted only understands uh, what I'm about to say about the, the business. I wake up every day and it's the first thing on my mind are these stupid fish and these <laughs> baits and the strategy of creating product and how we're going to sell them is the first thing on my mind every morning. Um, and that's selfish in a way, but because I have a family and family plans and things like that, but I, but just becoming a part of everything and working my way up, uh, to do that, to achieve that from coming from a, a city, McKeesport, Pennsylvania, terrible little place, uh, and (laughs) having a degree and working your way up to do all that stuff. And then, becoming part of a business and growing it together uh as the three we the three of us are that is my number one it, it, it's probably number one in life lifetime for me but it's number one in this decade uh just i it, you can't you can't explain the feeling when you hit that and you can't really sit back and dwell dwell on it and reflect on it much because like i said you're in the moment of it 
Um, and every day is a new and it just feels like it just keeps going and going and going. And uh, is the nice thing about it is you what you put in, you, you, you get back uh, from it. And, you know, I guided every single freaking day this year. Yeah, that I could legally. And I never felt dead. I never felt uh, whooped or anything like that. I just felt like that was a lot of fun. And um, to have that opportunity is by far number one in this decade for me. And uh, I'm excited about the next decade. And uh, it's just a kick-ass feeling. I love what we're doing. I love being a part of it. And I'll never stop. All day. Let's go. I'm so excited. Going to run through Got a wall? It, man, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> we could do whole podcasts on the way it led up to all that, you know? But it's great. Yeah. I know. It's so fun. It's amazing. You hear everybody complain about their jobs and stuff like this. And I just can't complain. I can't, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. It's just like so much fun. And I am like very fiery and very moving. And that's, you know, I'm probably out of the three, the most annoying in that aspect, but no, it's in, I, I have I have good intent. <laughs> <laughs> hey Todd, I have this awesome. idea. Hey Andy, where's this? Where's this? Hey, hey Todd, hey Todd, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, good. That's great. It's a good number one. Yeah. What's your my number, number one? My number one's going back to personal again. Like I said, I tried to pick stuff that happened to me. This is. I think you guys already know what this is. Yeah, we said on number take, two, we knew what number one was. Yeah, take a little boat ride before I started started my trips that year. I can't remember what year it was, but right three or four years ago. And uh, take a boat ride with my wife and, yeah, 14 or 15, probably 15. But my daughter's eight years old, seven or eight at the time. Take a little boat ride with my wife and daughter. We're out there just making sure I'm ready for the season. It was Memorial Day. I, I never, I didn't fish that weekend at all. Just spent time with them because the guiding started <laughs> like the day after Memorial Day there. And uh, taking a ride, I got all the gear in there. Kara says, this told, story's been told 10 times. Got all the gear. My daughter says, "Hey, Dad, let's let's see if we can catch a fish." We stop. I let some poles out. Twelve feet of line out on a fat body. Rod goes off. Makes this huge rip. So my daughter, my wife, and I all turn around. We're looking at that pole. Now there's it's silence at this time. There's nothing happening. We're just this big zip. I was just getting ready to say, "Ah." You know, that was a hit. And just about the time I'm ready to say that, that fish comes out of the water, you know, 10 feet behind, 12 feet behind the motor, flies up over, crashes across the other broads, and it's a giant for us. And, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a giant fish. 
hand the pole to my daughter. She tucks it under a rod. My wife's holding the pole up front. She's reeling. It's tangled and stuff. As it, the fish comes by the boat, the second time the fish comes by the boat, it's dragging like all three lines. This happened so quick. Worst tangle I ever had in my life. Fish, <laughs> fish turns, and I'm looking, and it, it's down there a ways, but I'm standing on the back deck with this net, and my Kara's like not crying, but she's like, it hurts. It's hurting my ribs, Dad, but I really want to catch this fish. You know, this is what she's saying. And my wife's going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. You know, we're all freaking out. And uh, it was the first fish of the season on the lake. It was the first time I fished that year. And uh, but I just went for it. I was like, I got to net this fish right now as these lines are dragging by. And I scooped the fish, put it in the net, and I, you know, tipped the net up. And I looked down, and I mean, honestly, I can – I, I just, I couldn't believe what had just happened, you know, telling that I looked over, it's like, you guys have no idea, you know, Vance and I catch hundreds, hundreds of fish between fifties. And, uh, this is my daughter's second fish. It was just destiny that it was one of the most beautiful fish I've not being, uh, you know, trying not to be. Biased. Biased. One of the most beautiful fish I ever saw in my net. As far as colors and, and stuff. And uh I think it's the best looking fish I've ever seen on we, we, we bring it up into the boat. It was just it was just an incredible, incredible, uh incredible day. If I would take her out now and we'd get another fifty, it still wouldn't beat that, you know, because now she's eleven, you know. Uh She's already caught one, but that fish was uh, probably one of the most memorable fish that I'll ever have in my boat. Probably the most memorable just because of the way it happened. Uh, (laughs) We weren't even playing on fishing. Yeah. May 30th, 2016. 16. Yeah. So that, that, that fish though, uh, and we talked about how, how pretty it was and unique looking. Mm-hmm. Um, it had people thinking that it was a tiger muskie. Yeah. That's how yeah. pretty this thing was. And it's not, there's, there's mm-hmm. not on Chautauqua Lake. There mm-hmm. it's just a, a normal Chautauqua fish, but that's how, uh, gorgeous this thing looked. It was. Yeah. Fat. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can see it on the banners. You can see it on the website. It's going to be hard to take it down. <laughs> you, off you the main can't. page you know what i mean it yeah. might be there forever for muddy creek i don't know but uh it's just uh a neat and you neat fish that was awesome uh <laughs> the best but i mean it, it put it put the industry in an uproar a little bit because i remember you getting texts about it like how how much did that 55 inch fish weigh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, it was, no, it was fifty and a quarter. Yeah, I had to pinch the tail to get that. Yeah, <laughs> but it was, but it was, it was, and it took a great photo. My wife took an unbelievable photo, and that's you know, meant to be. It meant to be destiny. Mm-hmm. My daughter's redoing her room now in like uh, ocean theme, so. We, I just got done painting her room. We're hanging stuff. She has like a big net hanging on the wall, netting, and there's pictures hanging on there. Now she's looking for something above her bed. 
Uh-oh. And I, I, I just brought it up. I was like, you know, she's like, I want something big to put up here. She's got canvases of all the stuff, but it's, it's more ocean theme, but it's like more fishing. It's like a turquoise color and brown. I let her pick whatever she wanted. And uh, she brought, she, she said, how about if we put my muskie up there? So oh, I wow. might be, or I might have to just order a replica. It would look pretty cool in that room. <laughs> I don't have them yet. Should have done yeah. that a couple years ago because those replicas. Yeah, she'll be. She could possibly be moved out by the time they're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's one to remember for forever, though. That'd be a good investment. Yeah. Yep. Amazing number one. End it. Okay, so I guess I'm wrapping this one up, and. I mean, it's just going to kind of go right back to the whole uh, Fat AZ brand. Um, pretty much, I'm going to think back here. Just about, in fact, all of them have, all of my uh, five through two have some hand been, uh, I should say, have been influenced by my number one, which is the brand of Fat AZ. Um, you know, we've... I think we've done a couple shows on the brand itself, you know, with uh, the whole Fat AZ going way, the the name going way back in high school as some kind of a joke thing. And, uh, you know, I kind of took a little more seriously uh, as I just started spending a lot of money on tinkering, making baits and kind of getting pushed into it and into actually trying to make a profit at doing this instead of spending a lot of money and just having fun. <laughs> Um, but I mean, we obviously it's kind of already been hit on already, but we wouldn't be sitting here without it. I wouldn't, I mean, literally recording mm-hmm. this show, we wouldn't, I wouldn't have this barn the way it is without this show. You know, obviously, uh, things might've worked out different, uh, if there wasn't this big key point in my life, but you know, there's, I just wouldn't have a lot of things right now because of it. I definitely have a lot more sleep, but yeah. Um, aside from that, there's just, you know, that's, that was probably the biggest influential part, not including family and, and things like that outside of that, um, in this past decade. So, I mean, I could keep going, but we've hit on it like three times already. So yeah, none of this wouldn't have been possible. So I can, I can keep it short. AZ brand, the swim bait. Yeah, because I, I look back at my list, and you know the five fish day we, we caught on raptors, the boats, mm-hmm. you know those were uh, you know kind of financed through uh, baits, and uh, moving to the new facility. Yeah, none of my paycheck from work really went into making this pole barn what it is. It was me being very poor for a while. And, uh, you know, the honing of my bank yanking skills, learning the hard way, kind of like when it all came together, I, I caught a couple, I had a two fish day on a swimmer. Like the first, first time that I actually had the swimmers going good, I had a two fish day on the bank yanking. So kind of just like, well, this chapter's closed and let's open up the next one and see where this goes. So, um, you know, I don't know much more to say about it than that. 
brand speaks for itself. Perfect. Well, one amazing. More. We talked a lot. It was fun. Yeah, over that two hours. Fun. I should break this one into two, and we can have two weeks worth. I almost <laughs> said when we were at like number two, I was or like <laughs> number four, five. Four, yeah, I was like, well, let's let's uh, pick this up on the next, and we'll do two because we could expand on all that. So many more stories, so much oh, more God. fun in between. Meet, meeting, getting to meet both you guys, meeting Andy, seeing him on as much as I like the dog on looking at the computer and but i i did do more of that and you know that's how i saw andy's pictures of his swim baits when mm-hmm. we were gonna have the little show and i was like hey let's get a hold of this guy wouldn't mind having a swim bait from a local guy i don't want to use this stuff everybody else in the world using uh and yeah on, that's how it all happened. Happened. yeah and that, that all <laughs> happened there and then the swim baits are now my baby and they're finally yeah. perfected correctly. <laughs> and we, somebody caught a 56 and a half on one. I mean, yeah. not just somebody, so, a well-known yeah. bait maker. Yeah. A well-known yeah. bait maker. So, I mean, it was great for me to, you know, show you guys how it was done on that bait. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction. That <laughs> since Vance is, is very proud of his accomplishment with the swim baits. I want to compliment him on his beautiful paint jobs that he spent all day on New Year's Day painting. Yeah, that's not true at all. <laughs> Andy, you're the painter. Uh, you're the painter forever. I am not a painter. Guess who also said they were not a painter? Jesus. <laughs> and myself <laughs> Andy oh man I love it just remember painting is easy until you know how I, in I fact can't. I got a photo texted oh. yesterday yeah yesterday of an unnamed person using a VC Customs painted oh. raptor fish in a oh. snowy river bank they're out there, oh. Vance. You can't deny it. It's your there. calling. Should I do that again for this? Maybe we'll talk. We'll, we'll revisit it. Let's just say this much: I probably got another sixty swim baits that need painted. Yes, you need to do this. <laughs> Haven't heard much about the brine shrimp. Uh... No, but that was Haven't super. That's super cool. Oh yeah, that was super cool. We could do that. I love the brine shrimp. <laughs> yeah, we'll come up with something. Yeah, I'm up to some donation mm-hmm. and m- my humility, me being made fun of for how I paint. Well, no, okay, it's, it's, it's not so much how you paint. It's just when you got frustrated, you decided to just like flip over the Monopoly board and, and like they weren't yeah. bad. You're just like, ah, screw this. <laughs> <laughs> it goes from we'll I'm going to learn to I don't care because it's not easy right now. <laughs> Just uh, we won't be able to do that. We don't have enough blanks. We'll just have to tell Todd not to pour as many, so we have six, <laughs> six extra. I should just, just get a whole trash. bunch of like acid brushes and have Vance brush the baits. Oh man, yeah. that'd be fun. We'll see. We'll see Looking what happens. Good. All right. Well, hey, 
I just was fun. want to announce we will have a party at the Ohio Muskie Show. Um, after all this, I will be there uh, in the uh, Trophy Time and Zach Baker booth. It will also be the Muddy Creek booth. Uh, stop out and see us. We might have some swim baits. We'll have some rod holders. Uh, we'll talk shop. Uh, check us out there. We're gonna we're gonna drop some swim baits here soon. We're really excited about those and um, really excited about some of the new Raptor uh, paints that are coming up uh, on them. So everybody, stay tuned for that. And uh, that's a wrap for the decade. Perfect. All right, check out the Oxit app. A-U-X-X-I-T, uh, Fatty Z Muskie Products, FattyZMuskie.com, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, MCFishingGuides.com. Big thanks to Ranger Boats, Vix Marine, St. Croix Rods, and the Muskie Max Plus, March 7th and 8th, Princecape Arena. All right, guys, Happy New Year. Thanks for listening.